Welcome to another gathering of the Gold Key Adventurers Society. Have a seat by the fire as we prepare to help you unlock the secrets of the travel life. From theme park thrills to Purple Mountain's majesty, we want to see it all and do it all, and we want to help you do the same. We all have those bucket list trips, once in a lifetime destinations that we'll get to someday. We're here to help you make your travel dreams a reality. Buy the ticket, take the trip. Where do you want to go? Come on, come on, come on, now tell me what's on your bucket list. Okay, hey, okay, hey. It's a beautiful day. Okay, hey, okay, hey. It's a beautiful day. Welcome back to another meeting of the Gold Key Adventurers Society. My name is Dan Leonard. Hi, Dan. And joining me in the studio this week is Heather Strait. Hey, guys. And Mr. Jeff Williams. Howdy, y'all. Howdy. Our show, as always, is brought to you by Key to the World Travel. Key to the World Travel is a full-service travel agency specializing in theme parks, cruising, and destinations around the world. Head to www.keytotheworldtravel.com for more details and a no-obligation quote on the vacation of a lifetime. Well, it's beginning to look a lot like time to cover some news. First up, Disney. <laughs> See what I did there? It was festive. Very festive. Holiday, I'm timely. Got all the holiday cheer now. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I think you're just drunk. It's No, it's the Starbucks peppermint mocha that's doing it, I think. <laughs> uh, so Disney has announced the lineup and dining, pa- and dining packages for the Disney on Broadway concert series, which is returning for the Epcot Festival of the Arts. That's one of my, my favorite, favorite lineups. There's two things I love. It's outdoor seating at Disney and Broadway. <laughs> I, I feel like you're lying. Oh, no. I was going to say, I'm not, I guess I don't know enough about these people to know. No, I never do. Uh, them. <laughs> Uh, it's not the most exciting thing to me, but that festival is awesome. The festival is my favorite, and outdoor seating in January isn't terrible. Yeah, no. I'm just being a naysayer. Nay. 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 But I never know who any of the artists are. Yeah, because who knows the name of Broadway performers unless they're famous? I don't get to the Broadway shows until they are on tour in my towns, and it's never the famous people who are starring on Broadway. So, But I like the lineup of shows that they have excerpts from looks good yeah so between january 13th and february 20th they have various singers from disney broadway shows including newsies tarzan aladdin frozen aida lion king mary poppins and then on that february 20th show they've got a special extended show that's a grand finale performance featuring several of those people yes so that's exciting. And also to go along with that, you can book a dining package, which gets you some reserved seating to go along with, with the show. The dining package includes an appetizer, entree, a dessert, or one full buffet, depending on what kind of restaurant you're at, along with a non-alcoholic beverage. And then you get a guaranteed seat per person to the concert held on the same day. These are always popular. People don't like to have to stand in line and then end up sitting in the back. Yeah. Yeah. So you need reservations for all these packages. They have them available at Beer Garten, Coral Reef, Garden Grill, La Cellier, 
Regal Eagle Smokehouse, Craft Drafts and Barbecue, Rosen Crown Dining Room, and the Spice Road Table. You should note that the Regal Eagle is actually not by reservation. Those are same-day walk-ups for people. That's cool. I like that they're doing I don't think they've done that before on a quick service like that. They're also one of the more affordable options at only $35. And delicious. Mm -hmm. Le Cellier is um, almost $100 for an adult on this package. They're proud of that place. Yeah. You too can pay $100 for an overcooked steak. I like Le Cellier. I just, the experience has been hit or miss for me lately. I've never eaten there, but from what I understand, they are far from the best steak. Yeah, and when they do it right, it's a great steak place. And they have, I like other things there than their steak. They have I love pout- their poutines. Yeah. They have a multitude of poutines to choose from, which are delightful. Thank you, Canadians, for inventing fries with delicious things like gravy and cheese curd. Gravy and top. cheese curd all over the yeah. top of it. <laughs> You can keep your heated up meat. I'll have the poutine. (laughs) We're getting really suggestive in this discussion. I'll have heated up meat, gooey poutine. I'm getting a little little embarrassed over here. We'll talk a little bit. Yeah. Gardens of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind Holiday Remix. That's the entire name. Now open at the Epcot Center. I'm a little disappointed to find out that it's just one mashup soundtrack it's not six different christmas songs from the 70s and 80s of which there are a multitude yeah and one uh, of them they even re-recorded the words which is like super yeah. cheesy run run yeah, rudolph has been re- rewritten to ra- rocket yes yeah other holiday tunes that are part of the remix include jingle bells deck the halls go tell it on the mountain and we wish you a merry christmas there's no changes to the the dialogue or the video is just one new music track. So everybody's going to hear that when you write it for the next, I don't know, month. So about a month. Yeah. There's so many great 70s and 80s artists who have Christmas songs that they could have mm-hmm. done. I'm disappointed. I would have even taken Mariah Carey. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm on. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel, Dan. I can't. I can't. All Dan wants for Christmas is not it, to hear that song. I guess so. Right. But riding right. that ride with that track, sure, it would have been fun. But no, we get one track. I'm yeah, going to give like, it a. I'm going to give it a ride and see what I think. I think it'll be fine. But like my son has never ridden it yet, and we're finally going on December 11th, and it'll be that song. And then we go back like the first week of January with the whole family, and it'll probably be that stupid thing again. So he'll hear I the same it, crappy song twice. When when is it ending? I have to I, I, it comes. if it ends. Oh, yeah. Good. So January, you'll be able to catch the real thing. Good. I'm glad they're not pulling that over into the new year. Like, but as far as holiday overlays go, that's pretty lame. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. We can talk about yeah, that more it's, later. It's more next week. It's definitely low effort on that one. It's still a good ride. I still, I I'm still gonna write it when I'm there at Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> I'm. I will write it twenty times over Christmas. That's fine. 20 times you'll hear that same crappy remake. Same song, yeah. Speaking of galactic things at Walt Disney World, Disney has begun discounting the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser voyages Mm -hmm. 
at Walt Disney Only World. for Disney Only. Vacation Club members, though. That's right. And a 30% discount. And it looks like it's a 30% discount if booking via points. It says yes. 30% discount off the original point chart values. Oh, I didn't so catch that. So you have to book it with points and then you can... It says this offer can Which, be booked with points or a combination of points and cash. It's not just a straight cash. Is that new? I didn't know that they were taking bookings with DVC points. They, yeah, they have been doing that same as you can book a cruise with your points. It's not a great conversion usually. It's really not a good use of points. Cruise is really bad. I haven't investigated the point conversion on this one. Yeah, it's typically not great. Yeah, they also charge a $95 transaction fee yeah. for doing the And it applies booking. to specific sailings. There are five or six of them in January and then a couple in February and two in March. And they are it's a limited one per cab one cabin per member offer. So it is Pretty interesting, deal, though. though. Yeah, it's interesting yeah. that they decide. Wonder if this is a toe in the water kind of thing on on discounting yeah. it. They're not. The initial booking craze has slowed down, and they, the first sailings, if we call it sailings, those were all going out full. But lately, they haven't been completely full, and the mm -hmm. trends I've been seeing is that most of the sailings are two people per stateroom instead of uh, instead of more, you know, four. bigger families up to four. So there have been a few of their sailings where they've had just one dining seating instead of two. But mm -hmm. we're not talking about there's been some doom and gloom out there on some of the blogs saying that it's failing and they're thinking Everyone of is rooting for closing. It yeah, which is crazy to me. I think it's people who don't understand what it is. Or but they're they, jealous that they can't afford to go Exactly. On it. it is, yeah. you know, definitely a high-end experience and it's worth the money. But it, they have been sailing a little bit low, less full than well, initially. But welcome to the current state of things. Mm -hmm. There's not every people act surprised by this, but every cruise ship in the world is not sailing 100% full. Exactly. Every hotel is not booked to 100%. Why are we surprised no. that this isn't? It's silly. And, and Disney's not surprised. They expected this. They knew that after mm -hmm. the initial rush of all of the hardcore people, they were going to have yep. to work a little bit extra to book this thing. And I think you're right, Heather, that this is a pilot program. This is for them to see what the threshold for the discount needs to be for them to mm -hmm. get a good yeah. return. Yeah. I think, I, think it'll, uh, I think it'll wind up being discounted every year certain times, just like the cruises and the other things. And the parks, which are very popular but there are discounts every year yeah and Multi they'll end up opening it up. i'm certain they'll end up <laughs> opening it up to the general public once mm -hmm. once they've used and this i keep iron out the details yeah i keep seeing people still going why didn't they put in a pool and a spa at this place for these prices no one gets because what this because is it's not, not a, a not just I think a hotel they think it's like pop century but with star wars it's not a hotel that's heavily themed the whole mm -hmm. thing is as if you're it's going an to experience space. not a hotel yeah. Well, the problem is for months and months leading up to it, everybody called it the Star Wars Hotel. Yes. Instead of I am guilty of that as, because the name yeah. is freaking stupid and long. Yeah. yeah. In classic yeah, Disney it. fashion. If you yeah. refer to it as a cruise, then it makes sense what they're doing. 
then I think at some point we're going to have to see some new storylines so that you can start oh, getting yeah. repeat guests. Although I will say I'm about to be a repeat guest. And As it's am gonna, I. It's not going to be a, the new storyline. the but, only ones. There's a lot yeah. of new guests because there's so much to do that you can so much. run the same story multiple times and have yes. a completely new experience. You think of it like choose your own adventure. I'm just going to make different choices this time. Yep. Exactly. Although Talk you're going to gonna have people. a hard time not cozying up him. to your boy, but <laughs> Lieutenant Lieutenant Croy. Yeah, even could if, be a different even actor. If you, even if you chill out with Croy the whole time again, depending on when your your bridge training, especially bridge training, is, you're going to have a completely different experience. <laughs> yeah, I have bridge again. training this time right away. Like the me first too. Day. I and I yes. wonder if that is on purpose because both Might of be. us. Our initial bridge training was the very last one, which I loved because some really cool stuff happened. But now I have one right at the beginning. So mm -hmm. I'm curious how it's going to change my experience. Yeah, we have bridge training. We don't, our lightsaber training is late. Mm -hmm. Ours too. My lightsaber training is the second day, I think, mm -hmm. late to around when my bridge training was on my first cruise. Yeah, mine's seven o'clock or something. I'm really excited about that aspect, and I'm going to make a conscious effort, make different decisions and see where things go. I also have to pay closer attention at the finale because some things happen <laughs> I that I completely Dan missed. I was talking about all kinds of stuff I didn't remember. Yep. But I'm excited. It is a really great experience, even I think, even if you're not a Star Wars fan, but I am. For sure. So... I'm looking forward to it. Just finished watching the, the first season of Andor, so I'm pumped. Some of my family members have created all new costumes based on what they saw in Andor, so nice. that's fun. Are they dressed in prison wear now? Aiden is going for a Cassian Andor look, so he's got the chef's coat that you recommended and some things to layer over the top of that. I mm -hmm. think it's going to be great. I'm going to dress as Mon Mothma or whatever. Perfect. That's my inspiration. <laughs> that's, hot. that's hot. And my youngest son, who was very blasé about it going into his first cruise and had to be coaxed into the costuming, is already thinking about it now. So I'm proud of him. He's excited. It's funny, too, though, because he played his game so close to the chest when we were there and didn't let anybody know what he was doing. I love that. And he did the same thing. He's doing the same thing already. I asked him at Thanksgiving, so you have any strategy going in? Are you planning on doing anything different for this cruise? And he just would like, not, not say. Yep. He didn't I'm not discuss it. He won't <laughs> tell any of us what anything a surprise either. So. Us to know him that he would yes. be that way. <laughs> I love yeah. it though. You know, he's got some ideas, but he's playing it close to the chest. He's going to, have his own fun. I don't know what I'm going to do. I didn't know then. I don't know this time. Yeah, Show same. Up. I That's do know I will spend a Andy. lot of time in the bar, just like I did last time. 100%. Shocking. Right? Shocking. Hey, their Try drinks are cool. Maybe we can do it again next year if they discount it. Poor Absolutely. We should take a Gold Key Adventures Society Star Cruiser trip. Oh, yeah. Dan, could we convince you to get on board? Well, that'd be tough. We that is that. a lot. All <laughs> right. Yeah. Tell me when. Tell me when, I'm, and I'm there. Okay, perfect. Yeah. So uh, over at Epcot, back at Epcot again, I should say, 
the scaffolding is coming down around the landscaping for the Journey of Water. Journey of Water inspired by Moana attractions. So many words. My God. And it's amazing because it was only a few, it was just a month ago that I was there right at the beginning of November. And the progress that they've made on the theming and the rock work is incredible. That was not there when I was there. And now you can see this island really taking shape. And with the plants and the rock work, it looks incredible. There's some it's not in this article, but I've seen some drone or overhead footage pictures. Yeah, from that recon. Yeah. What is it? Yeah, that guy. IO reconstruct. Yeah, that's it. IO reconstruct. Yeah. And it looks incredible. It's going to be great. I don't know. You know, we were skeptical, but I think it looks awesome. So cool. I disagree. Oh, really? I think it looked dinky and stupid, like it, I thought I will it would. say it looks smaller than I was expecting. It, You know what it is? It's like that dollhouse on a rock that they called a yeah. second castle at the Magic Kingdom. Yeah. I don't know. Have you been but there recently? I'm not four years old, so whatever. I'm not the target audience. Well, again, yeah. Again, another thing that I'm not the target audience for, so I really should keep my opinions to myself. Mm-hmm. But I did think it was going to be bigger. It beats... I hear that. Nothing from either (laughs) one of you. (laughs) Yeah. I think one thing is with it being enclosed in the walls, it hides the scale of it. And once Ah, once that whole area is turned into garden and park area. Are you saying they need to scale back the landscaping? Yeah. If you trim the bushes around it, it'll Uh seem a lot bigger. That's what I thought. You can easily buy a few inches by just (laughs) trimming up the bushes. Anyway. Oh, speaking of Epcot, I didn't have an article for this, but I did see last week the Walt Dreamers Point statue has arrived. Oh, yay. At property. I don't know where they have it, but it is in their hot little hands and they can. So what are we like a year from Epcot being done or six months? I've lost track. About a year. It's going to be it's going to be late 23, I think. Yeah. At the rate they're going. You know, I just Disney's construction people they hire like what a deal i do not know yeah maybe tron will be open by then (laughs) maybe it took them longer to build tron than it will take for that entire third gate at universal yeah and and the the thing with stuff recently like ratatouille they've i don't know why tron is being delayed because they don't have covid for an excuse but ratatouille sat finished for a very long time and they just held on to it because of COVID. Tron is completely finished. Because they have zilk yeah. to do to generate excitement for next year. So yeah. they're waiting till. So spring they're break. just holding on to it until yeah. the 50th celebration is over. But it's it's funny because they made it when all when Tron was initially announced, it was part of the new stuff for the 50th. And it yeah. is done. And you're still celebrating the 50th. They so announced just Tron roll it out. the week the original Tron movie came out in the <laughs> 80s. And they... Just now um, finishing it. Yeah, they the ride itself <laughs> is done. There's a lot to be done on the outside. Their landscaping is and walkways and stuff. They at least as of a month ago, it was still bare dirt and they were pouring mm-hmm. concrete. Do you remember that time it took them at one year to build a little walking path over the water to go from the front gate of Magic Kingdom over towards the Grand Floridian? 
Do you remember that time when it took them one year to build an entire theme park in Anaheim? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or Epcot was like a year and four months or something. All With of it. 1950s construction technology. Yeah. And having to invent all of the ride systems. I think this was pre-OSHA though. So uh, I'll give yeah. them that. There's that. <laughs> and they, they laid the asphalt. They poured the asphalt like two days before two days they before. opened. Everybody was sinking into it. But you know what? They still opened. That's right. Something else that's been a long time in the making. Mm. Disney Cruise Line is going to be celebrating 25 years. 25 years. Blew me away. I had no idea it had been that long. It has been that long. It's oof, made me feel old. It well, also had me. It also had me running to my Castaway Club to see how many cruises I need to take to become Pearl. That's which right. Is lame. You get by a the way, necklace with that. I've heard that. Oh, I jumped the gun and made the joke. You before did. Jeff we were supposed to let Jeff make that joke. <laughs> that. Yeah, I hadn't even thought of this. How did uh, I know? But yes, <laughs> I uh, a, a new tier to the Castaway Club in honor of the 25th anniversary. You will go from platinum to pearl. Yeah. I'm not sure in what world pearls are more valuable than platinum, but. Could, what about okay. diamond? I wonder if they're saving that for the well, next time they need to add a tier. cruisers or something. Yeah. This yeah. one is one who has 25 or more. Cruises will be Pearl. I have to get five more cruises, you guys. I have to say. That's doable. I'm probably. I'll like have it done by 15 April. or something cruises. And I'm not interested in 10 more Disney cruises to get to that level. I'm ready. To, there's so many other cruise lines and other kinds of trips now. I just don't. I don't know. 25 of the same thing sounds. I don't know. Like I'm ready. Much. I'm ready to take a Disney cruise in Asia on. The cruise ship they acquired on clearance. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's right before back in the before times when Bob Chapek said, Hey, we're going to, we're going to be cutting all our budgets. And by the way, we just bought the world's largest cruise ship. Yes. But what a bargain, right? Yeah. Oh, it really was. So this ship was actually was going to be scrapped because the company that was having it bought, made what went bankrupt. And nobody wanted to buy it. So the original price for the ship was 1.8 billion euros. And report reports are that Disney purchased this ship for 40 million. That's yeah, crazy. I was doing some numbers the other day when I saw this thing. And it was like, they I don't see it in the article you sent us the link for. But another article said they were going to spend close to a billion of their own money to retrofit this thing and get it. Done. Yeah. So if they bought it for forty million, that's still like one point oh four huge billion. bargain. So they still saved like yes. three quarters to a billion dollars on this thing. Yeah, it's and it will be their biggest cost. ship. Yeah, it, and this class of ship is ship. among the biggest in the whole world. Yeah, I forget. It was something like I think they said they don't plan on having it to full capacity what the ship could carry but i believe it said that the ship if it was full the way it was originally designed could carry like nine thousand guests yes and they're planning to have their passenger capacity be about six thousand guests which is and 2300 cruise it's not interestingly it is not the biggest cruise ship in the world it's 208 thousand uh 208 thousand gross tons 
And the Oasis class ships of Royal Caribbean are 225,000 tons. So they Mm -hmm. are a little bit bigger, but it's about that size, which is much, much bigger than their big, than Disney's biggest ship. The Wish, which is currently their biggest ship, only carries about 4,000 passengers. So it's, it's a big, big jump. And everything I've read says it's going to stay abroad. It's not going to be coming over to sail in the Caribbean. They haven't really said where, but Jeff and I were talking about this the other day and guessing it's probably Asia, most likely the Asian market. It was for the Asian market. And they, apparently that's a, I don't know what Asian market ships look like or feel like that's different, but this one was designed for the Asian market. So maybe something to do with the way the, maybe more cabins. That's that probably what Disney's going to have to do is remove some of the cabin for some of their more public spaces. Mm-hmm. That depends though on what happens in Asia. Cause I know what happens there ago, stays there. <laughs> is it like Vegas? No, I just mean just a couple of weeks ago spoke with from carnival and they are pulling their ships from china because yeah. china is staying closed so they're they no longer have chinese they're, yeah they're just, ships china is them. in my opinion and you know i'm not a public health expert but china <laughs> is china is sticking to their guns on this zero covid policy which seems mm-hmm. to me to be really unrealistic mm-hmm. uh, the rest of the world has accepted that this is something that we live with now like influenza, right. it's it, you're we're not going to be able to eradicate it. So, I, it's curious to me how long they're gonna they're gonna stick with this. Their and people stay are closed. freaking out because they keep having to close businesses yeah. and lose jobs and stuff. They just closed uh, the Shanghai Disney. Yeah, again, and been back open yeah. for nine days. But that's a good so. point because the Asian market would rely heavily on China. Yeah. So, and I just if, looking at this ship, it made me wonder. You know, I'm not sure Europe has the demand for something this huge. I don't know. I guess I'm really curious to see where it goes such and a good what deal. it does. I can just sit on it for three years and see where the world goes. What's it matter? Wow. If you can get a $1.8 billion ship for $40 million, do yeah. it. I yeah. guess they could put it in the Mediterranean. The right. Other, some sort of transatlantic. They are, I mean, for the first time, going to Australia. So... With is it the magic or the wonder? One of the original ships. One of the dinky ones. Yeah, and but the dream is now going over to the Mediterranean next summer for the first time. Sort of round the Cape of Africa kind of thing. World cruise on a Disney cruise. There you go. Yeah, we've been talking about those lately. Yeah, kill me now. (laughs) (laughs) All right then. We know how Jeff feels about it. This another stressful travel experience is apparently working TSA the week of Thanksgiving. They screened a record number of passengers the Sunday after Thanksgiving. Yeah, everybody was coming home on that Sunday. Yeah, two more than two point five six million passengers on one through day. On one day, that's the most passengers they've screened since twenty nineteen. I am. I'm kind of relieved. We are, normally would go and spend Thanksgiving at Walt Disney World every year. And since my son, my oldest son started college, his break just didn't line up right for us to do that. So we scrapped it. And I think I'm happy about it because we would have been coming home on that Sunday. Does it never seem low to y'all? That's the world record for 
But that's for passengers a sing- traveling that's for in a, America. That's for one single day. I, yes. that's, I've been in Atlanta when it felt like there were 2.5 <laughs> okay, million people fair. in there. Just that airport. They were expecting over 5 million over the that weekend. Yeah. The headline is a little misleading, too, because that's just like the record since 2019. Because the same day in 2019, oh, yeah, November 27th in 2019, they screened more than 2.8 million. So they're just saying, oh, this is the highest number we've had in a long time. Oh, since the COVID mm-hmm. incident, since probably. COVID. That's yeah. getting pretty close to back to normal, though. That's a lot of people. And when you've got that many people going through an airport, you might have problems with luggage getting lost or yep. not getting to your destination when you... Heather, what do we do when that happens? First, you say curse words, or at <laughs> least that's what I do. Duh. But actually, leading up to your trip, and I have to admit that I don't take this advice that I'm about to give and I really should start doing it. The first thing that you should do before you travel is take a photo of the, with your suitcase open, take a photo of it so that you remember everything that's in it. Because if you're among the 30% of the bags that get lost, that never get reunited with their owners, the airlines will Burst you for the value of everything that was in your bag, but you have to know it was in there. So I'm going to start just packing big bundles of money in my suitcase, <laughs> taking a photo, <laughs> and then claiming, "Hey, yeah." But so the where you want to start is having a photo of the contents, and also either having a photo of the bag or knowing exactly what your bag looks like and what the brand is. And if you own a black Samsonite bag. <laughs> I really suggest that you put some kind of something on it that makes it recognizable. But the first thing you need to do if you get to your destination and your bag doesn't show up, don't leave the airport. First thing you want to do is go to your airline's luggage counter with that photo or description of your bag and file your claim right then. So they can start looking to see if they can figure out where your bag is. It's very rare, but sometimes all those bag tags can get pulled off. I had this experience with one of my clients that was going to Walt Disney World back when Disney's Magical Express, may it rest in peace, was still a thing. (laughs) And she arrived and all of her family's luggage was there except her bag. And they were flying Southwest and I sent her to the Southwest counter, had her file claim. And I spent the whole day on the phone with Southwest and Magical Express. And luckily, because she had a distinctive bag, when I was on the phone with Southwest's actual desk at Orlando, they found it and all the tags had been ripped off. The airline tag was gone. The Magical Express tag was gone. But she had a purple floral bag and the lady who was working it was like, I think I'm looking at it right now and had me have her describe some of the things that were inside the bag. And then that was how she could prove it was hers. Because it's a lot of tags. Yeah, it seems a little weird. They were all gone, but nothing was missing from her bag, which was good. But we didn't find it until the next day. So she had been able to get a credit from Southwest to go buy some new things. So that's the other thing. Once you've made your claim, The Department of Transportation requires the airline to give you some reimbursement for incidentals that you incur 
while you're waiting for them to find your bags. And it's actually quite a lot of money for a domestic flight. The airline has to give you up to about $3,800 if you can prove that what was in your bag is worth that. The weird part is it's lower for international flights because talking about international laws, that's only about $2,000. But so you make that claim. That's the first thing you want to do. Get them looking for it. And if you have to go shopping, keep your receipts and they will reimburse you for that stuff. And it, sometimes it can take, you know, it can take them days or weeks to actually find your bag. And if it is lost for good, if you have a good accounting of what was in your bag, they will replace it dollar for dollar. And the statistics say that about 30% of the bags that are lost by the airline are never found. That is bizarre. Where Isn't that bizarre? Go? Exactly. I guess people just steal them off the things or something. I don't know. And it's a lot of bags. They're dealing with millions and millions in bags, but they lose a hundred to two hundred thousand bags a month on average, which is a lot. And most of those get back to people, but thirty percent of the people I've had mine get delivered don't. a day or two late. My mother yes. has had the worst luck when she comes to see us. She's had her bags show up days late, many times. It's the weirdest thing. They know. Yeah. yeah. They, they cut it out for her. A lot of people, a thing that people have been doing lately is putting an air tag in their suitcase. That's becoming more and more that. common. I have an extra air tag. I need to do that. But there's some certain airports were saying, no, don't come through there, here with Yes, one. there was. It was Lufthansa. Oh, yeah. Outlawed it. That's and then it they were, they had to walk that back because they couldn't, they couldn't substantiate that it was going to cause a problem. I'm actually impressed with how air tags are very accurate. Mm -hmm. Like they will, once you get near the tag, you can start tracking it with your iPhone and it will play hot potato with you. Nope. Don't go that way. Go that way. And as you get closer and closer, It'll let you know that you're getting, we have hidden one in our son's bike that has, well, was stolen once and has been attempted to be stolen a couple of other times. So he has an air tag hidden in it now. Great. But that's another idea. Take photos of everything. And that doesn't take you too long. When you're done packing, just snap a quick photo. And it doesn't have to be a picture of every single thing in there, but enough of a photo that helps you remember what it is you've put in your suitcase. You know, if, especially if you're putting anything of value in it. And I don't recommend putting anything like a computer, stuff CPAP like that. Machine. Bring that in your, yeah. CPAP machine, nobody really wants to carry that on the plane. But if you know how much it costs and it's in your luggage, and you have a picture that you packed it, then the airline has to replace it for you. Yep. I saw related an interesting tech story just yesterday that there, I think it was Alaska Airlines is doing a pilot program with these special tags that they're giving to their frequent flyer customers that use the same screen technology as like a Amazon Kindle, the e-paper screen. Okay. And so you use their app to print, digitally print your boarding or your luggage tag 
ahead of time and it transfers it to this tag, which uses like a braided steel cable to put onto your bag so it can't be ripped off. Oh, oh interesting. So you, so you just have this permanent tag attached to your luggage that then each time you fly, it'll just update the luggage. Oh, that's tag cool. On it. Yeah. Who was that? I think. I think it was Alaska Airlines. Um, oh, I fly them all the time out of Birmingham, Alabama. Right. It's, it's like one of those <laughs> early tech things that eventually. That's a cool that idea. That would be cool. Across the industry. So, yeah. Uh, moving on to Europe, we keep on seeing, apparently Italian towns are desperate to get people to move there, especially the older, smaller towns that are away from major metropoli. Metropolises? Metropolis I like centers. metropoli. Yeah. There's this town. <clears throat> reflects my. Oh, let's here. hear it. Oh, I love the it. The town of Presice. Yeah. Pretty good. <laughs> Located in the Puglia region. The, the I have no idea where that is. I am Julia from Puglia. They are trying to entice new residents to come live there. They will pay people up to 30,000 euros oh. if they commit to buying an empty house and living there. Permanently. Permanently. Okay. Um, yeah. So all the houses for sale were built before 1991 and the selling price on them starts at $25,000. Wow. How much, give you 30 how much, yeah. how much renovation do these things need? All right. well, Probably a lot. Some of, them, some of them have been empty for quite some time. So they need, uh, they do need some renovation. However, the pro the program covers fifty percent of the costs of purchasing the home and wow. the renovations, up to a maximum of thirty thousand euros. That's the crazy. Wi-Fi like in these little towns. Yeah, <laughs> I bet you it's great. It says that right now, about thirty percent of the town's housing is eligible for this sale. It looks like a beautiful little town, though. Yeah, the one yes. in the example in the article is gorgeous. It's. If thirty yeah. percent of this town is empty, that town is little. Yeah, it's a beautiful. Yeah, yeah it's a beautiful little old town with a. It's like a little hilltop a village. And, it's so cute. Yeah. If uh, you want to try out living in Italy before you go on this program, there's a whole village with a view of the Adriatic Sea that you can rent the entire village for fifteen hundred dollars a night. What? That's it, a steal. And it has a there. And it has a castle. Yeah. yeah. It's Cold. about three hours northeast of Rome, and the whole village rents for 1,300 euros a night, which is about $1,500. What's the Wi Fi like? Again, <laughs> not sure. But there are, there, this village features multi level houses, towers, a Baroque theater. Cellars and a castle that has 37 bedrooms, nine kitchens, a restaurant, and 19 bathrooms. You can make a cool zombie movie there. This would be really cool. A 17th century convent and 18th century oh. printing hall with vaulted ceilings, several piazzas and parks, a wine tasting cellar with tapestries. So is this entire gardens. village just empty? I don't know. It's so... It's what is going on in Italy? Scary. It says most of the village is closed to car traffic. The streets oh. are lined with coffee shops, grocery stores, gelato parlors, and pizzerias. So I think it's just maybe 
people live in the regular houses and maybe it's know kind of the ancient the v- medieval buildings are for rent or something. It says because the it village says can sleep between 50 and 200 people and about 90 people can stay in the castle and right. you have to rent it for a minimum of three nights. Yeah, there's also catering available what? that can do special events and three meals per day for up to 250. All right, I'm so. not even kidding when I say Key to the World needs to do something here. I know, seriously, this looks amazing. I think seriously that it's like the whole town said, how can we make some scratch here? We'll just make all these empty medieval buildings. Hotel, yeah. Yeah, so they all contribute to the tourism. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really cool idea, though. But I could fly my drone around in there. I bet you could. It looks gorgeous and really neat. Yeah. We're going to have to find a way to, to do this. It's about three hours outside of Rome, which is very cool. If you want to. And it, it says that the same company has a whole village that you can rent in France. Oh, weird. What? France. So this company Gross. just makes a habit of, yeah. Stop it right now. Cheese eating surrender. Yeah. Also, medieval Frog. village. Okay. This is fun. The. The village in France is very close to a nearby city called Condom. <laughs> like the penis protectors. That's a sex word. <laughs> penis protector. <laughs> 14 houses there. Yeah. There are no TVs in any of the houses in the one in France, but some of them have I'm stereos. Yeah. Bye bye. <laughs> Just stream it on your laptop. Really cool on if though. They have I mean, robust Wi-Fi. I have never heard of ha- being able to rent an entire village, but I'm here for it. That the French village here, it looks like the castle uh, from Monty Python and the Quest it of the Holy Grail. Does it, we could be gone? Yeah, I fart in your general direction. <laughs> Maybe what, it is English like. pig dogs. We could amazing. do our own recreation of Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Maybe they rented, times. rented this for 40 bucks when they made yeah, the Holy Grail. Maybe. Probably. Um, what a time to I, be alive. A whole village in Italy and France. Yeah. It's on my bucket list now. I would, and it's interesting, too, the listing for the French one says property type, entire village. I wonder how many more of these there are around the world. Yeah, exactly. Right. I'm going to check it out. Big news, the Statue of Liberty's crown is open for guests to visit for the first time in since the COVID-19. Since the COVID times. Yeah, because it's not very roomy up there in the crown. I have been up there. I've never been over there to Ellis Island. Oh, it's it's pretty cool. You should try it. I've been by it on various things, but I've never gone onto the island. I've been in an airplane that flew into an airport in New York City. and That's about it. I've, you had a layover. Uh, by we sailed by it on the mm-hmm. Disney cruise, and we I've been on it on the way out to the Staten Island on the ferry. You go near it, and one other time, oh, I was doing a sightseeing tour around Manhattan, and it goes right by it. It's, it's pretty cool. I will say it's so the stairs up to and down from the Crown are wrought iron. Uh, spiral staircases and I have no problems climbing up that but climbing back down scares the hell out of me I don't I have a weird thing with climbing downstairs when I can see 
all the like them. you can see through the stairs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Here's a fun picture to paint in your head. Heather has this thing wrong with her. And I had a bad knee and a bad foot thing happening while we were coming down the stairs from the damn Eiffel Tower. <laughs> yep. That's a lot <laughs> of stairs because the elevator was like going to be a 40 minute wait and we'd yeah. been up there too long. Well, and we're had to only meet up bus. a couple of levels. Let's just oh go down God, the stairs. It really starts seeming like a lot of stairs when one of you's freaking out and the other one's going to die in pain. Yeah. It took a while. We were pretty slow because yeah. I'm like clinging to the handrails. I don't know what it is. I'm not scared of heights, but going downstairs when I can see through the stairs just freaks me out. I don't we were like on any a, walkway I can see through. Yeah. We were on a cruise ship once that had a glass staircase that went down to the spa. And I really wanted to get to the spa, but I really didn't want to walk down those stairs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was the Royal. It was. I did it. Inaugural, we did. <laughs> yeah. You made your way down there, I recall. Yeah. For a- yes, I did. <laughs> A massage. Yeah. You should tell them you're handicapped and you need to. There's got to be an alternate way. There must be. Elevator, right? I am am a Freddy cat. Yeah, I would like to go to the Statue of Liberty and get up in this crown. Yeah, you should do it. It's pretty cool. The views from up there are pretty, pretty spectacular. And you got to do it once to save that you've done it. Oh. I'll stay down. Right. I'll stay down at the bottom and wave to you. Okay. From the pedestal. So I don't have to go down those stairs. Christmas is coming and the goose is getting fat. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I was wondering, have you ever wondered what happens to letters that are sent to Santa? I am wondering it now. How they get to Santa Claus himself in the North Pole, obviously. because Wait, who wants to to tell Dan? (laughs) I'm going to tell him. Don't you dare. Mm -hmm. Tell us, Dan, how does Santa Claus get the letters? I got two two post offices that service Santa Claus in the North Pole. Yeah, they do. Oh, <laughs> yeah, they service Santa. The Pole. Yeah, one of them, one of them is Fairbanks, Alaska, at the Santa Claus House, and they they have built their own little trading post there. And once once newspapers and magazines posted about this weird little tourist attraction in the middle of nowhere, Alaska. Uh, kids started assuming that that's where Santa himself lives, and so kids are uh, stu- they start. They are stupid. They don't even know uh, where the North Pole is. This is, you know, one of those traditional hokey small town little attractions with giant fiberglass Santa Claus, and you can pet a sad looking reindeer in a pen. <laughs> they have a. They have a. Uh, the town that it's in is called North Pole, Alaska. And so hmm. there's a post office there. So if you send your letter to the North Pole, there's a good chance they'll go there. And they receive millions of letters a year from children. And the people who run the Santa Claus house make sure that they try to respond to a lot oh, of those that's Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And then the other one, which claims to be Santa Claus's main official post office, is in the town of <clears throat> Rovaniemi. No, here it comes. Finland. It's in Finland. Finland. You know? That sounded Finland, like one of those Beatles circle. backward song parts. <laughs> <You're bringing it laughs> yeah. They had Always played dead. the other way around. Yeah. And they've got another hokey Santa Claus exhibit there where you can see weird Finlandian elves and probably a bunch of reindeer. And they receive, where's the number? 
Uh, they've been handling, they've been the official handlers of Father Christmas's mail since 1985. It's an official part, it's a real post office, part of the Finnish Postal Service, but it only receives letters addressed to Santa Claus. That's cute. To date, since 1985, they've received 20 million letters from children around the world from 200 countries. And they, the office is run by elves, light the lanterns, take care of the letters, and help Santa to write letters back to the children. Cool. That's really sweet. Yeah. If you're a tourist, you can buy a postcard and have it postmarked from Santa's post office. So you going to start sending unsolicited dick pics up there. <laughs> <laughs> I've never Let's thought of doing what? this via snail mail. <laughs> Come on to some. You know, new, new hobby. Slow, you guys. <laughs> new hobby. Yeah, sending dick pics to elves. <laughs> I have a feeling that's going to get you put on the naughty list, Jeff. Probably the very naughty list. I think that's a federal. <laughs> I think I maybe won't be doing Finland. They're very liberal. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out with us again this week. If you're excited to experience the magic of the holidays, I am. Yes. The world or anywhere else, Key to the World Travel has a butterball turkey stuffed full of expert travel planners. That says that because Ooh. I forgot to rewrite a new thing after Thanksgiving. <laughs> Key to the World Key Travel the world has travel. an unsolicited dick pic phone. Key to the World Travel has Santa's magic sleigh stuffed full of expert travel planners ready to make your vacation dreams a reality. Head to www.keytotheworldtravel.com to get started with a no-obligation quote. Word of mouth is the best way to help us grow our show. If you have a friend or two who you think would appreciate our special brand of globe-trotting jackassery, tell them what makes our show so great and send them our way. You can find links to subscribe to the show on your favorite apps and all the latest updates at www.goldkeyadventurers.com. We can't wait to hang out with you again later this week, and we'll see you real soon. Hi, y'all. Thanks for letting me jingle your bells. To ask a question or share your travel story, you can reach us by smoke signal, carrier pigeon, or send an email to goldkeyadventurers at gmail.com. And make sure you follow the Gold Key Adventure Society on Facebook and Instagram. A huge thanks to our sponsor, Key to the World Travel. For all your travel planning needs, visit www.keytotheworldtravel.com for a free quote and help planning the trip of a lifetime. Tell them the gold Key Adventurers sent you. That's www.keytotheworldtravel.com. Key to the World Travel, your key to a magical vacation. Thanks to Outer Vibe for the use of their song Hoka Hey for the intro and outro of our show. Find them on Facebook at The Outer Vibe or check out www.outervibe.com for tour dates, music, merch, and more. We'll see you next week for another meeting of the Gold Key Adventure Society. And until then, remember, life is short and the world is wide. So go have an adventure.